Widows? Especially ones that look like that. They are special. I love them. Right after their husbands go, they are just empty inside. But usually not for long. <laughs> ah, where is she? I would love to see her. Do you care to pay your respects? Holy crap! You are creepy as shit, sneaking up on me, wearing that collar with that freaky-ass smile. My apologies. I'm Father Gabriel. Welcome to Fear Me. Fear Me. You just hit me. Hi, I'm Kim. Stuart. And Scott. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Fear Me podcast, where we are going to discuss uh, The Walking Dead, Season 7, Episode 4, entitled Service. And this is Episode 53. Yeah. Of you know, Fear Kim, Me podcast. You know, Kim, I, I, I kind of like the way you open every one of these things with about cracking up. Why? <laughs> <laughs> you listen to our introduction, you start going... <laughs> Trying to keep it together. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's good to be with you guys tonight. I just get excited. Oh, yeah, you too. Good. Good. For sure. What you drinking, Scott? I am drinking another one from, I think, one of my new favorite breweries, Ass Clown. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Ass Clown IPA from Cornelius, North Carolina. <laughs> and even if it tasted bad, I would love this. <laughs> because it's got the best can in the world. <laughs> that is actually a creepy clown, though. Yeah, it is a creepy clown. I think that's why I like him. But uh, actually, it's very good. It's a good beer. Nice what job. What did you ass say clown. it was? What kind it's of an beer? IPA. Oh, okay. Uh, the the other ass clown I had a while back was say uh, tan- <laughs> t- <laughs> tangerine IPA. Tangerine. You get you want to make sure you're in the right company when you say there's that. There's gotta be there's gotta be a better way to put that. <laughs> I had a nice an ass clown. But you know, the, the the clown beer that I had last week when Jason was on was not an ass clown. No, no it wasn't. It, was it was clown yeah. brewery or something. <laughs> Which you still haven't looked up. No, I did look it up. Oh, I couldn't okay. they don't have anything on their website. Okay. So Chris from the Growler Time said it's from he said it's local. So I'm assuming that means Georgia, but... Yes, that would mean Georgia. Yeah. I don't know. Since you're in central Georgia. True. All right, so tonight, uh, because I had an orange IPA last week from Clown Brewery, I am going back... I wanted to taste the difference between um, the Walking Dead orange, blood orange. Yeah, from Terrapin. From Terrapin. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's what I'm drinking tonight. I must say this one is a lot better. Oh, yeah? yeah. You said it was thicker. It's super thick. Give it. Here. Um, I, I, you know, I had, when I had it last, I was I was really pleased with it. I thought it was really good. I it is good. Good. did a good Very job. Very good. Yeah. Their blood, what is it, blood orange? Blood orange. Yeah, that is good. Mm-hmm. The Last week's was really smooth and, like, went down easy. That, mm-hmm. I know, that sounds horrible. Especially considering again. what we're talking about tonight. <laughs> Got to be but, a better way to put that. <laughs> Um, but 
like, and so you could drink a lot of them. This one, I could maybe drink like two and be done for the night. Yeah, <laughs> if you make it through the end of the podcast, I'll be surprised. Actually, it'll be a rip roaring time, people. That's good though. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. It's gotten quiet because Kimmy's taking a nap. That's right. <laughs> Some of the terrapins I haven't been a huge fan of, but that one is very, very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's almost like they a porter. It's so thick. Yeah, it's good. All right, so we're going to review Season 7, Episode 4, called Service. Again, a one word. Well, yeah, we had two words, but it's one word mm-hmm. this time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, you know, sell. Short title. Well, mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, so what did you guys think in general? At your service. Uh, I enjoyed it, actually. Um, and I think I saw some comments on Twitter that were saying um, it didn't need to be an hour and a half long. But... Honestly, I didn't mind that it was a little bit longer. In fact, when they normally are an hour and they end, I'm like, ah, I want some more. So it didn't it didn't seem like it was super long. And I was actually excited that, um, to me, Negan came through more as a scary character in this one. Because uh, he wasn't quite as scary in the last one. And this one, I felt a lot more tense, I guess, for for our people. So I enjoyed it. Kim, what did you think, hon? I felt the same way that Negan still, he carries that persona that he, like, you just don't know what's going to happen when he walks in the room. And so everybody's holding their collective breath and just waiting for that shoe to fall. And so I still felt that way with this one. Um, but as always with season seven, this was an awesome episode and I really liked it. And um, I really like how badass Carl is with this one and he's just even though he's a a snotty little teenager he's not letting Negan scare him I guess yeah and he's sticking up for everybody and I actually really appreciate that about Carl I like the way that they portrayed Rick even though he's scared to death I like that he's scared to death like finally something is getting to Rick enough that he's questioning himself Mm -hmm. and what he can do and whether he should lead or not. And then Spencer. Oh, Spencer's a whole nother bag of worms mm-hmm. that uh, I really enjoyed about this episode, but he just really pissed me off. Screw Spencer, man. So, yeah, I liked I'm it sorry. a lot. <laughs> good. Good. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to be the opposite of you guys. Usually uh, are. I know. I'm sorry. And I'm. <laughs> And I, I don't mean to be negative, but no, uh, I did I did not like the episode. And really, I did not like that it was long. I know I got past. Um, I guess it was the last commercial break before uh, the the hour was supposed to be up, and 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 it was coming back, and I was like, oh god, more. Yeah. Oh my god, I just I just hated watching a whole episode of of Rick taking it in the face all the time. I mean, yeah. it just got old. It was hard. Well, it was hard to watch some of that for sure. And it was there was a lot of long pauses with when Negan's conversation and stuff like well, that. Well, and, can... ne- and Negan's dancing and prancing and all that kind yeah. of stuff See, still the, the, looks very him, cartoonish to me. His leaning back thing it bothered you, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, it did. I it it did. got I got over it this time. I mean, I pointed out last well, his time. his cadence all the time. You're going to have to do this, and you're yeah, going to have yeah, right. to do that. You know, and look just, behind door number three. Yeah, you know, it's just it just got old. I mean, I think you could have done the whole episode in a half hour. 
Mm. Well, they had so many damn commercials this time. Well, that's that's true. Good grief. Because actually, yeah, I mean, if you look at the minutes, the, the show was actually an hour mm-hmm. with the ads. But Yeah, I don't understand the whole extended version of this at all either. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you with Carl. I thought Carl Carl's uh, small part was interesting. I don't think I'm reading Rick the same way you guys are. And we'll go into that a little bit more. Oh, that was Kim. Right. Kim okay. said that. You're distancing right. yourself Yeah, from I'm, me? I'm actually moving down the couch from Kim. In a way. You're scared. Uh, she's going to hit him with the big bottle of beer. But anyway, yeah. So, you know, my views on it were different from what you guys had. But I will agree. I hated Spencer. Oh, what a... What a <laughs> He's such a prick, isn't he? A useless yes. douchebag. Yes, yes. Exactly. He needs to be taken out, like, next episode. Uh, some, I, I, something has to be developed out of why he's such so useless. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I guess we kind of said the same thing about, like, Father Gabriel for so long at the right. start. Like, like, why can you screw up any more? And Spencer's doing the same thing. Spencer has betrayal written all over him. Yeah. He's right, yeah. going to give him up sometime to yeah. Negan's people. Mm-hmm. And Negan may end up killing him anyway. I hope so. But Spencer's Spencer's going to wuss, and he's going to give him up at some point. Yeah. His days are numbered. Yeah, and that's okay. For the time being, he's just going to annoy us. He's gonna. He yeah. actually annoys me even more than some of the things that Negan was doing to him. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Rosita should have taken him out when she was out in the woods. I think she thought about it. Sure she did. Mm-hmm. Now, Rosita's, Rosita's part in this episode was excellent. Yeah, definitely. I thought she was really good. She does not seem like the woman, though, that has lost her former lover. Mm. I mean, it's only been three days, right? Yeah. I she's think she's kind of cold off. to everything, though. I mean, I she, she there's, there's, a, there's something about her that's a little bit different than the other ones, because it's even connected with Dwight. Dwight, you can tell, hates her specifically. Why? I don't know. Something about her rubs him wrong. And because he's always confrontational with her. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He's not always confrontational with everybody, but he is specifically confrontational with her. And she's ultra defiant to him. That's a good point. Yeah, he almost showed a different side to her than uh, even than he was showing towards Daryl in the last episode. Mm-hmm. She, I think she brings out some of the cruelty in, in Dwight. Hmm. You know, I think Dwight in, you know, in the episode The Cell... I think we started seeing a little bit of some some glimpses of some humanity in Dwight. Right. Um, he he went back to he went back to being you know ugly Dwight, but it was really when he was conversing with Rosita. Right. Exactly. And so she's she's got she and him have got uh, you know a confrontation coming in the future. I have a feeling. But you know, I think part of that too, though, is just because Negan was around. Mm-hmm. And sure. when when we saw him being um, when we saw him with a little bit of humanity inside of him last week right. or was, was it last week? By himself. Yeah. Right. He was with with um, Daryl by himself right. or by himself. Totally. Well, I mean, Dwight in this episode made me question, were we reading him correctly in the last episode? Right. Honestly, and I thought you might say that. Actually, yeah, I did I think you might re- be reading it that way, too. But I don't know. I'm still not giving up on him yet. Well, because he went in, he wanted Daryl's motorcycle. So it's like mm-hmm. he wants the next piece of Daryl. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, yeah, uh, but- the end of the last, or not the end of the last episode, but the part where he's wait, he's playing the um, Roy Orbison song, uh-huh. yeah. and he's sitting there waiting. Mm-hmm. He's waiting for him to cry. But I, I, in the last our last podcast, I was thinking, you know, he he kind of knew he had to make him break. Yeah, but do, but in do, this do one, you know- I, when I was watching, uh-huh. I was like, it's you know, he's just it's just part of what needed to happen. Yeah, not but what did what did he say to Daryl at the end? He says, if you just say the word, you can have this. Right. So did he get the motorcycle as further motivation to get oh, Daryl to come on board? That's a good point. He, I don't know. he brought it up specifically to Daryl at the end of the episode. Oh, that's true. That is true. Okay. That's a good point. So I don't know. I, I'm still not, I, I'm not giving up on Dwight yet. I like a good redemption story. I want to see a real good one. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm not going to totally give up on him. I'm just wondering if, if maybe we were looking into it too much that he was, that he was feeling more empathy for for Daryl than what we were when what he actually was. I mean, it was hinted at, but I'm wondering if mm-hmm. you know maybe we were pulling more of it out of it than it. Than well, he, in the episode. he spent a lot of he spent a lot of that cell episode looking incredibly uncomfortable mm-hmm. with yeah. some of the cruel stuff that was happening around him. Again, so. I think it's you know just acting the part. In front of Negan mm-hmm. and in front of all the other guys that are with Negan, right, right, um, and we all know there are there are dissenters in the ranks, and right. you know they they have to put on a certain show and a certain persona in order to stay alive within mm-hmm. that group, and so they can only let that that side of them show when they're alone. So I think that I don't think we were looking too far into it. I think I think we were spot on. I so, I, I agree with you. I still. I'm gonna still ride with that. Okay, so speaking of the the cartoony thing that you're thinking about, mm-hmm. when Negan first comes in, and uh, Rosita and Spencer are there, and he starts banging mm-hmm. on the gate, what'd you think mm-hmm. about that scene? Little pig, little pig, let me in. I, mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. I, I mean, I did. It. I thought it was good. Boy, Spencer, uh, dumb ass. Um, <laughs> Who are you? Yeah, right. I mean, Jesus, he could have died right there. I wish he would have. Yeah. Oh. Hey, Negan, thanks. The one thing you could have done for us. I know. Were you cheering for that? I, in my head, yes. <laughs> I don't think I was... Bash that, his brains I don't in, think dude. I had There was a little golf him. clap going on. A little golf yes. clap. Yeah. <laughs> Take him down. Take him down. Um, but I actually did like when Negan was like, oh, are you kidding me? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Is this guy for real? Were, he had a couple lines like that that were great during the show. It mm-hmm. was just like mm-hmm. much more realistic. Uh, right kind of uh, reaction towards the situation and i love the way i love the way he had the confrontation with rosita and uh um god what did he say boy is that some drama or no not drama what was suspense he said oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and he goes and i don't think she knows how much yeah right in other words i don't think she knows how close she came to dying right there Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean you gotta admit he is pretty charismatic and yeah he's pretty funny Right, and I can take him in small doses, but a whole episode of that, just kind of the prancing around and and so forth, just got really old. Just constantly, like, on mm-hmm. Rick's shoulder, whispering mm-hmm. at him? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. And everything Rick did, was a, there was another degradation behind it. Yeah. It just kept kind of, I, I thought it was just going on and on and on and on and on, you know, and I had already gotten the point. But let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. I got a question for you. Do you feel that Rick is broken? 
I think Rick is very close to being broken, but no. I think he's being cautious. Yeah. I think that he understand what's he understands what's at stake and he knows that Negan is a ruthless character. And so he's trying to be careful for his own mm-hmm. family and for his friends. But I don't think he's broken. If he was broken, he would be a puddle in the corner. I think he is um, trying to not give any excuses to Negan to do anything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what he's trying to cover all bases. I was I was a little surprised at how far he was taking it. In a way, you kind of have to say, okay, this this is the way it's always going to be. This is it now. To convince people, listen, stop doing the shit you're doing um, and, you know, be careful and be sensible about, you know, we got to mm-hmm. listen to him now. Yeah. But let's, at the same time, like, I kept... Wa- screw this up. Yeah, I kept wanting him to kind of be talking like he... Uh, did he say in, in this episode, we you know, we could bury some guns somewhere or something like that yeah. and mm-hmm. wait He said he thought for, about doing it. Yeah, right. For a yeah. year or two. Yeah. Um, but, he, but he went against that. Right. But that, that but that idea was kind of, mm-hmm. I, I wish it's too soon for mm-hmm. him to go there, but that's the kind of thing I think he's going to reach out to in a little bit, maybe in a secretive way, maybe without anybody else knowing, because he doesn't want anybody else to get, give a hint away to these people. I, tol- I totally agree with you. I, I, I actually don't think he's broken, no. near broken. Um, I think he's Biden time. Yep. And he wants... You know, he knows for the time being they got to buckle down. They got it. They're just going to deal with this guy. But I think he's just biding time until he gets back to him. And Stu and I, I think you're correct. I think he realizes he cannot really involve anybody else in it yet. That if he doesn't have the rest of them on board with being this, he he's not going to be able to get them to calm down enough for them to be able to bide right, time. Right. Right. He needs. He needs you know, them the to believe this are, is it. Right. There's going to be more Rositas. Hopping and they're getting all fired up and and Michonne's, um, if he doesn't calm them down now, right? Well, I think that uh, that scene with Father Gabriel was perfect. Was the perfect example. First of all, that was hilarious. When yeah. he's like, "What did he say? You're oh, he says, damn, he said you are super creepy. <laughs> <laughs> the way you snuck up on me in that collar." Oh, I was dying <laughs> laughing when that happened. That was a good one. Um, <laughs> But for Father Gabriel to think that far ahead to create those mm-hmm. fake graves and then for, I mean, they must have discussed it beforehand because Rick was right on top with that. Well, it sounds know. like Rick. it sounds. No, I think Rick was surprised. He was. I think Rick was real surprised. Yeah. yeah. He, he. You could see he kind of looked over at him and was like, yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, no, I mean, I, th- I think Father Gabriel was thinking on his feet, which was awesome. Yeah. I thought Father Gabriel was fantastic in this episode. Me too. He's redeeming himself, so yep. that's great. But yep. I think for Rick to play along with that, mm-hmm. even if he didn't know what was going on really mm-hmm. um, beforehand, it, for him to play along with that scheme means mm-hmm. that he's not broken. Otherwise, right. he'd be like, oh, he's, he's just kidding. Like, she's actually alive mm-hmm. and she's at the hilltop. So he would have he done mm-hmm. anything and everything to protect the group if he had been broken. Yeah, right. He he yeah, he knows where Maggie is. They all do, I think. Um well, or at course. least the the inner the circle group. does. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he just played along and and it, you know, that's there was a couple of defiant moments by by Rick and and when he's going along with stuff like that, it's almost 
like you know his little uh defiance in in to me symbolized that he's got something else going on here yeah mm-hmm. that eventually he's he's gonna get this guy he's not broken well right before that was one of the tensest moments of the show because he's talking about maggie and you can mm-hmm. see he's he's holding the bat Rick's holding right. the bat, and he's just gripping on the bat, and he was mm-hmm. like, you better watch how you're looking at me. At least right. I think that was the scene, right? Is that yeah. where he... It happened twice in the episode, actually. Yeah, and um, and then that's when Father Gabriel <laughs> made a perfect uh, entry into the scene, but you yeah, know, you know, I... as shit. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, it, it was interesting because I think the cell was showing how he breaks people, and this episode was showing how he breaks communities. Ooh, that's hmm. deep, Scott. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> again, I you know it just I, I I felt it was pretty much broken after the first couple of scenes that they did where they were breaking them down. You know, I don't know mm-hmm. if we needed to go through all that. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what I think the whole thing was about was establishing that. I was surprised that you know uh, after the confrontation with. Um... The confrontation with the kingdom, where the guys were trading mm-hmm. off the pigs, it was kind of right. like, okay, this you know, you asked for this, here's what you get, that's it, we'll go away now. That when they were trying to offer, okay, well, we have your fifty percent of stuff, and Negan's like, mm-hmm. no, 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 you don't get to decide what that fifty percent is. That's right. I that's when it was. 50%. That was kind of an oh shit moment. Yeah, it's like okay, they're coming in to take what they want. Well, the fact mm-hmm. that they're there three days after everybody's killed. And he said they were going to be there a week later. Uh huh. Like that in itself is like fuck. What? Well, now? that right off the bat, that right off the bat is 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 intended to throw the community out of its comfort zone. Right, right. off the bat, did it? Yeah. Because they were you're right, right off the bat. Because um, <laughs> they were, you know, they were planning. Everybody was planning. I mean, they were mm-hmm. all planning what they were going to get for Negan and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you had you had uh, what's his name working on that radio. So he had music. Is that what he was doing? Okay, because I was wondering, like, you know, he said, you better have something, you better have something that's good that I'm going to want. And so I couldn't figure out why Eugene was doing that radio thing. Well, he says it. He says it. I know he said it it was for him, but why? Why would he care? Why would he do it? He says says that, actually. He says, so he can have good music when he gets here. Yeah. Ah. I did -hmm. did hear that, but I didn't put two and two together. Yeah, so so okay. everybody was doing their little jobs to try mm-hmm. to get ready for Negan's visit. Um, you know, I mean, that's what Rosita and uh, and Wussy Boy were getting ready to go out and do was do some hunting for or uh, or do some scrounging for Negan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I could ask though, Michonne going off and doing target practice in a field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Standing on top of a car. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Like becoming a target herself. Mm hmm. I was like, get the f off yeah. the car hopefully what are you she, doing? Well, hopefully she was far enough away that does nobody hit her or excuse me hit her <laughs> does nobody hear her shooting yeah right well, that's what i'm saying yeah hopefully, out in the middle of a field hopefully she was far enough away from the community that it wouldn't have been an issue i'm sure <laughs> she thought of gunshots that. count carry miles and miles i know, I know but still suspension of disbelief well and they weren't they weren't expecting them at that point exactly so, this is true. This is true. She had no idea and what was going on back at the homestead. My God, poor girl is a horrible shot, isn't she? She needs to Oh, practice. she's terrible. That, that was surprising. Yeah. yeah, she couldn't hit anything. Mm-mm. She could hit shit with a sword. When was the last time we really saw her with a gun? 
uh, handguns. Yeah, she yeah. had handguns as like when she was Sheriff Michonne. Mm-hmm. But yeah, oh, right. I, I don't think I've ever seen her. But yeah, she didn't actually shoot them. Firing rifles or anything. No, not that I can, not that I can remember anyway. No, she's close, close in combat person. Mm-hmm. You need uh, what's her name out there to to do the sniping? Carol. Um, Sasha. Sasha. <laughs> Carol. Oh, Carol. Carol. Carl. Carl. <laughs> so so Carl Carl gets all worked up. Mm-hmm. Trying to uh, when they start going around the the place and started stealing all the supplies and so forth, and Carl tries to defend the medicine. You know, I'm really surprised. So, was Carl with Judith? Was no. he in the house? I, with well, Judith? I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm really surprised they Negan didn't say anything about Judith. You know that they know she's there. Mm-hmm. And um, no one says much about Judith. Right. We saw like a silhouette of of Rick getting Judith out of the crib, and that's I think the only scene you see that Judith is even there. I know, but that's a really big part of of Rick's life, and mm-hmm. he Negan did not even mention Judith as a threat to right. Rick. He might you know be just I mean? leaving that one alone for now. Who knows? But you know what? I I do have one issue I have when you talk about suspension of of disbelief. disbelief. Carl stand there with a gun. Negan's right in front of him. He doesn't shoot him. He doesn't shoot him. Okay. I get I get it. Okay. I get I saw the scene. I I got why he didn't. But you cannot tell me that Negan has not been in that same position many times and no one shot him. I know. See, I I that's where I'm suspend Yeah, I can't suspend the belief on that. I mean, that's just, I'm sorry. If the guy is flaunting himself in front of people with weapons and so forth like that, some nutcase who has nothing else to give up is going to take a shot at him. Yeah, right. I mean, it, it didn't, it, it just drives me a little bit crazy. Well, we don't know that it hasn't happened. He would be dead if you're that close to someone with a gun. Not if his guys tackled him first. All he had to do was move the gun six inches, and he wouldn't have. There wouldn't have been any tackling. I'm just saying. I mean, the, with the way he's beat his people down, and with the way mm-hmm. he's even beat Rick down, and at this point, Carl too. I mean, Carl's still scared, even if Carl yeah, yeah, did yeah, go yeah. crazy. But I don't. I don't. But I, I guess my point is, is they're not all beaten down. It's not his people. I'm talking about. I'm talking about in these other communities. These people are not all beaten down. But that's what I'm saying, is they don't know what he's capable capable of or the people that are with him. If they shoot Negan, who's to say that his guys aren't going to come at them? Yeah, but who... And there's well, more of well, I think what Scott's saying is there's got to be someone dumb enough to just say, screw it, I'm going to shoot him in the face. I get that. And then see what happens with the guys. And right. So how has I mean, he lasted this long being such a cocky asshole? Right. If he had, you know... If he just is cocky about it, but he's not throwing himself in front of other people's weapons. I mean, good Lord, he stepped up to where Carl had the gun. You know, I mean, I, I, I was watching that scene and I was thinking, why not? Right. Take a that's shot. what I was. That's what I was thinking Take right at that moment. Yeah. I saw I, I also thought about it later on with uh, Rosita. And I was thinking when she was being confronted with by him, he didn't have a weapon on him or anything. She right. got that knife. Why don't you just stab him in the throat? She doesn't have anything anything really going for her right now. You know, why wouldn't it. she attack him? So yeah, that's to me, that's a big bugaboo. I uh A bugaboo? Bugaboo. <laughs> yeah, that's a bugaboo. 
Well, you'll have um, to um, define bugaboo later, Scott. I think we all know what bugaboo means. That's cute, Scott. It's a nice way of saying fuck up. Yeah. Oh, fuck up. I got you. Oh, oh, oh. No, there was many times during the episode that I was like, God, would you just beat him with that baseball bat? Already, mm-hmm. come on, get it over with. Oh, I know. I he's, thought that too. He's taking over the entire community, and the guy is just picking at the scab of hate too. And see, the that's entire the entire time. Like, how can you continually do that and think you're going to keep control? I don't. You got to explain that one to me. You yeah, explain I agree, that. and that's all part of it. I mean, you, you you can push people to the brink, but if you show them their worth in your system. Then they'll come on board. But right. if you are constantly just breaking them down and hitting them with with dumbass comments and so forth like that, someone's gonna snap. Yep, they're gonna snap. I mean, yeah, he's he's got a lot I of confidence in these people holding themselves together. Oh, and then like yeah, okay, well, he coming after Olivia. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that Poor was girl. a big one too. I mean, mm-hmm. it was like he was like, I don't like to go after women, but mm-hmm. and it's like now, I'll kill a guy all all day long. But. Yeah, yeah, but. Olivia was strong, and I got to hand it to her. I thought she was going to be the first to just break down, but she was pretty well, good. She, she started kind of... I mean, she cried, but yeah, she wasn't yeah. like a heaping mess. No, she was whimpering, though. She was doing some serious I mean, I would have been doing the same thing. I think, I think her... I think, <laughs> you would have been doing a hell of a lot more. Yeah, she had to go change her pants right after that scene. I can tell you that much. Hell yeah. I, I was actually a little shocked at that, that he would come at her like that, and not somebody else. Well, because he, he his shock is that he's willing to go after someone as innocent as that and kill him. Right. He's tr- he's trying to force everybody else. He's know, trying to but, force the hand of everybody else, which he even says. He's like, oh, well, see what threatening somebody does. He, they find yeah. the two guns that are missing, which again. Scaring the shit out of people gets a lot of action. Yeah. D- I mean, two little guns. Mm-hmm. Like. Well, they were see, symbolic. Here's what I, I know. They, I know it was. I know it totally was. I know I understand they're symbolic, but here's what I don't understand is even Rick said, well, not everybody's here. There are people out on mission on runs mm-hmm. getting supplies. And that did not ever cross Negan's lips again. Like he never said, well, who's gone? Who's not here? Mm-hmm. And where are they? Mm-hmm. And when are they coming back? And, right. you know, the fact that these people are gone. I mean, doesn't that make you think they've got guns? They've probably mm-hmm. got something with them. Well, Some they, kind of weapon. During the whole thing going on, they let Rosita and Spencer leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they didn't have guns either. I know, but it was just weird to me that they would, why would, you know, you're, you're here making your presence known. Like, why would you let people leave? I think part of that was because they said they were going to go get, uh, what's his name's bike? The bike. Daryl's Oh, that's true. Truck. And they okay. had a time frame. They had to be back. That's true. Right. That's a very good point. Yeah, but I'm a, I'm let's a make it a quick trip. Yeah. Right. But um, I mean, it, but it's like, even with, um... When Negan was talking about Maggie, like mm-hmm. nobody said anything about Sasha. Sasha was in the lineup when he killed Glenn and Abraham. Mm-hmm. How come he didn't ask about Sasha? Well, because Sasha didn't look like pure death like like Maggie did. Yeah, but she's not at Alexandria. She's missing. Yeah, where you is know? she? She's at Hilltop with Maggie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She had the week off. Uh-huh. I'm just saying that it, he's not, <laughs> you know, for someone who's so controlling He's mm-hmm. not, he's Observing just not putting all things. the pieces together, you know? There are inconsistencies right. in what he's he was He's not wrapping gonna... it up, you know? Well, I think, I think yeah. part of his thing is he doesn't, want to, he doesn't want to bring the community to a halt because he wants them to be productive. Um, 
So, you know, he's going to allow certain things. I think the whole thing with the gun thing was, number one, to get rid of most of the guns. Right. But number two was to show his total dominance over the community. Like stealing the mattresses. Yeah. Oh, what they, a fucked up it was, it was an intimidation thing. It was, you know, he, he, he didn't really care about those two pistols. No. But it was making a point that he controlled that community. That community better bring him everything he asked for. Mm-hmm. Everything. Yeah, I get that. I just, I, th- I just thought there were some inconsistencies in what he was trying to accomplish. Well, because he wasn't, mm-hmm. he wasn't actually even worried about the guns until Carl pulled the gun on him, and he said that. Yeah, right. He's like, that reminds me. He's like, you know, mm-hmm. let's let's go look for where these guns are. You seem to have a lot of guns. Right. He obviously thought about it. Man, I loved it when they brought out the bazooka. Oh, oh yeah. that was he awesome. said. He said, ah, you guys that uh, got little Timmy, little Timmy and the Dick Brigade. Yeah, <laughs> the Dick Brigade. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. But I thought he already knew that, too. I don't know. Well, he did say, I sent more people after you and you killed and them, you too. you killed them. Yeah, exactly. He said that the first episode. So, yeah, that was already written in that he knew that. But no. it doesn't matter. He... Little Timmy and the Dick Brigade. You had some evidence there that they were definitely the ones that did it. Yeah, maybe he didn't know what happened. What yeah. happened to them. When he saw the bazooka, he was like, oh, well, I don't know why they the were smeared all over the highway. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Oh, uh, awesome. little Timmy. So what do you think of Daryl during this whole thing? He was very submissive, quiet, and then mm-hmm. Dwight was like, or was it, no, Negan said... He's the help. You don't talk to him. You don't mm-hmm. look at him. You don't talk to him. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think he was, was, do you think he was broken? I do, because I'll tell you this, at the at the end, when he gave Daryl the opportunity to plead his case to stay with Rick and, and the people at Alexandria, Daryl couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. He didn't say anything. Because remember, Rick said, I, can we want to keep Daryl. And he was like, oh, no, 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 no. That's not going to happen. And then he said... But, you know, why don't I see if Daryl wants to plead his case? Yeah, because well, he was he wanting him to say me. he was Negan. Yeah, I mm-hmm. wouldn't say that he couldn't do it. I think he, he was smart enough to, to not do it. Yeah. Right. Well, I think he, I, I just don't think he could answer. I think it was like the last episode with Dwight and, um, and Daryl where he, um, oh, what did, um, Negan said something to Dwight about, uh, oh, about sleeping with his ex-wife. And mm-hmm. Dwight said, no, I'll pass. And he, he did that on purpose because it was like a test, right? We, we talked mm-hmm. about this, that if he had said yes to Negan, he wouldn't have passed that little confidence test that Negan puts on everybody. And mm-hmm. um, he would have seemed selfish. So mm-hmm. by uh, Daryl not saying anything at that moment, he was saving the community of Alexandria plus himself from mm-hmm. further... It wasn't. Armed. It wasn't the time, but it was also. I think it had a little bit to do with the pride, the fight that he'd been putting up the entire time. He was still not breaking, even though he looked completely broken. Mm-hmm. He wasn't giving in that he's, you know, he's part of Negan's group. Well, he certainly didn't try to communicate with him. No, with the, he was told not to. I think he was being smart. Right. Well, Although you no. know the A on his on his sweatshirt, mm-hmm. though, I think I remember what it was for from now. Alvin and the Chipmunks. Alvin oh. always had the bag. Ah, that's oh, what it was. That's a good that's one. Good. Talk about demeaning. <laughs> yeah. Totally. 
So, so do you think he wasn't communicating? Have you seen what's what's out on Facebook right now and and the social media world? Oh yeah, I don't know. I I usually don't look at that stuff before we do our broadcast. Really? Yeah. Good for you. Um, I'm I'm forced to some of the time because I'm doing yeah because you're doing our Twitter stuff and I'm right. doing the Facebook right. stuff. So, now Kim saw something that was good. There was um, stuff and things. And there was a viewer mm, who posted stuff. on Reddit yesterday that she noticed that, um, you know, they, they flashed onto the, the poster board of, of the Morse code that was hanging in the house. And then if you look at the way Daryl is looking at, at Rick, he blinks his eyes in a certain mm-hmm. tempo, mm-hmm. which looks, if you analyze it enough... It looks like he's actually saying East with his eyes in Morse code. I thought he was saying pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Pizza, please. No, and then they also they analyze the rest of the of the um, of the episode and notice that Rick taps the bat on the ground Mm -hmm. when when Daryl's looking at him, and they haven't figured out what he said. But are they not figuring out Morse code? Who's who's breaking this down? viewers are going crazy over this thing well no it, there was when um you know when viewers get something up their butt they want to like get into it you know what it's i think up in, i think i think daryl just looked nervous he was blinking he was like shit i'm in a bad situation here bad I, I know but it's it is kind situation. of a, it is kind of a cool little easter egg thing though if so it too. is if it is that i mean even if it has no real meaning it's interesting because in in Michonne and Rick's house they have a huge poster that has Morse code up on it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's when she's leaving that morning, right? And they and the they blinking, hang on it. And the blinking thing from Daryl when I was watching I was like, "What the hell is he doing?" Because mm-hmm. it was weird just, that he just. Kept I just blinking. don't know that. I don't know that Daryl would. I I, I wouldn't consider Daryl to be a bright enough character to know what Morse code is. Oh sure, but that's the whole thing that's supposed to be Daryl is that he's extremely. Intelligent, right? Right. He's the hunter. He's the. He leaves well, clues. He leaves the clues, the signs. Hey. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a fascinating idea, and I could totally see them doing it. And then he goes. For I, all I could say, if I country. if I were a producer, if I were a producer of the show, and someone told me that, I would definitely say, yeah, that's what we were doing. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, for somebody to pick up on that is pretty well cool. if I, I guess my point is they weren't doing that but they will claim they would because it sounds really cool right it's a poster to me though but in a way you're saying he didn't even try to communicate maybe there's a chance that he could try to communicate why wouldn't he try there's some a chance he could try I thanks agree. scott okay next agree. next topic all right well it's like i was looking at i was looking at some no, uh, no. i was you're done. looking at some trivia stuff and um they had one on there uh god what was it it was from the first season. I think it was one of the first walkers that Rick took out, mm-hmm. splattered on his shirt, and it was, it was the, it looked like a skull. So they were saying it was a tribute to the Punisher because uh-huh. uh, what's his name Jane was supposed to be the original Rick. Okay, and I was going, oh come on, really? Yeah, <laughs> that might be stretching it, but still, this one I think is a pretty cool theory. I hope it's right. All right. But the but the cooler thing is, okay, let's get back to what he's actually saying. Well, what we think he's actually saying. East was the episode. East, right. That was the episode East was mm-hmm. uh, where... The cheese man. That, the cheese maker. 
Well, but that was when Carol was, was out on the road. No, no, no. That's when Carol was out on the road mm-hmm. and came in contact with those other saviors. Right. And they said that the um, compound was east. They said the compound was east. Yep. All right. Oh, my God. Just roll with it. I'm rolling. I'm rolling. Let's go east. <sighs> Let's go east, young man. pretty freaking awesome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, Scott obviously does too. I know. I'm also Ever I'm also the one who who doesn't think that every line in Shakespeare had a meaning. I, sometimes a pretty tree is a pretty tree. We'll okay. be going through that next podcast. It's not the Industrial Revolution. It's a pretty tree. <laughs> okay, Judith. What? Rick's not the baby daddy. Oh right. Oh yeah. yeah what was that, that all about? What was? That? Why was that relevant? What? Are you kidding me? Please explain. Because oh my he God. because he is admitting that he knows. And everybody's like, yeah. oh my God, and, he knows. He knows. How did and, he not and, know? No. But, but what's the relevance of it? The relevance to this particular storyline? Is that is that he is saying because he's accepted that, that he has to accept other things? Is that kind of what this was about? <laughs> he's... Because he was using it, he was using it as an example to Michonne to explain why he's accepting things as the way they are and why we have to accept them. But I didn't, uh, you know, and it's, I'm not saying there was anything wrong with the scene. I just didn't pick up on what the relevance was. The relevance is he's saying there are certain things in life that we don't like that we need to deal with. This mm-hmm. is one of those things where we need to acquiesce to Negan. For right now, do as he says, save our lives, get out of this, and then we'll figure out another strategy. But what he's saying, how this how this factors in with Judith, this is not his child. He did not mm-hmm. need to protect her all these mm-hmm. years or whatever. But he came to the realization that even if she's not his child, mm-hmm. she's still his daughter. He still mm-hmm. loves her. And he will protect her with all, with his entire life, right? So, but the cool thing is that this is something that people have been speculating on since season one, since the very first ep- well, second well, episode. Well, mm-hmm. I guess I, I guess I just consider that a given at this point. Well, I think a lot of people have too, but for the fact that they're bringing it up again and bringing up a storyline that people haven't seen mm-hmm. on the show for many seasons. And they're bringing it up again, and it's like, finally, we have closure to that little bit, right? Mm-hmm. But when it comes into play with this whole storyline, is like, okay, there's shit that happens that you don't like and you don't want to have to deal with, but it's there. You got to do it. You yeah, just, and let, you just got to follow say, through. I, I see what you're saying, and I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. Uh, the only thing I would add to that is I do think he was kind of saying it's a reality that I've accepted and I don't think about it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think I don't think he's trying to convey to her just do what you're told, you know, and and then we'll get him back later. I think he's trying to convince her just to accept the new reality. Because I don't I don't think he wants to involve anybody right now. Well, I, I could see that. Yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying, and and that's probably true. Like, I don't think that he's thinking of revenge per se at this moment. I think he is, but he's not going to say it with her, I don't right. think. I don't, right. With, anybody, well, with yeah, anybody. He's he's not going to admit that to anyone. I, I That was where I was hoping I'd get a hint that he was even thinking that that direction. But he wasn't giving mm-hmm. a hint at all. 
Mm-hmm. And it, that's where I was a li- I was a little surprised at how convinced he seemed that there was no other no other route than right. Than and this. and I think he he has to convince everybody that that is the reality, so that everybody will let things ride long enough for them to ride this out. He convinced mm-hmm. me, Scott. <laughs> he convinced me, and I, that's where I was like, please don't convince me that. Give me some hope, <laughs> some hope that you're going to do something. To get back at this guy. He is. I think he's thinking that way. It'd be a pretty boring show if he didn't get back at him at yeah. some point. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that's a, a no-brainer. But I think just the whole Judith thing, um, you know, here's an innocent life that he has to protect, that he's sworn to himself that he's going to protect. And that's the same way that he feels about his group from the prison that he's brought with him. And also the Alexandrians now that, you know, he didn't come into Alexandria liking these people, but now he's sworn to protect them and he's come to respect them a little bit because they've started fighting for themselves. And so too many people have died at this point and he needs to be able to protect them because every time somebody dies, he feels responsible for it. Except whether, Well, whether he was actually there or not. Mm-hmm. because he did not if, if he was not there he did not teach them to sk- the skills to protect themselves and so i think there's just that whole, whole correlation of innocent lives need to be protected and that this is the reality you need to accept it and this is what we need to do for the foreseeable future and he uh, he goes through that when he uh, confronts michonne to get the because he he asked for more time from negan and goes and confronts her and gets the other rifle and he's mm-hmm. like i'm not losing another another one Right, yeah. which my first reaction was, well, that was a pretty fucked up dick move. To, because they to had sell her out. Exactly. Yeah. But then when you think about what he did, like, okay, he's extending the olive leaf, I guess you could stay, say, mm-hmm. and making things right before they go wrong. Well, right. Well, right after he did that, though, he that he came back and said, "Can I have Daryl?" Because right, you that's know, true. You know, it, he was trying to prove that yes, he was trying to make an effort. I'll yeah. tell you the one one scene in that that actually gave me a real chill is when Rick said that he says, "Can you give me a minute?" And Nina mm-hmm. went, "No." Yeah, right. And I went, "Oh shit, mm-hmm. um, this is not going to be good," you know. Yeah. But then he, of course, he acquiesced. But I mean, at first, I was just like, "Oh crap." Well, didn't Nina even see Michonne? With... Yeah, I thought he had his. Back he knew to... someone was there. Yeah, he yeah, saw. Yeah, he knew her. something was up. Yeah, he, he turned mean, to her and saw her in the window. Rick cut his eyes enough mm-hmm. <laughs> towards mm-hmm. Michonne yeah. that how could he have missed the fact that somebody was behind him? Yeah, yeah. yeah Rick. Rick was really good with Maggie's grave, but he kind of yeah he blew that one a little bit. <laughs> so, but Michonne didn't cow tell to him for very long because then when she found the mattresses, now she's yes. pissed. And right, because she saw there was nothing but an act of cruelty. Right, and I don't think she's going to just lie down and let this stuff happen now. Well, she's mad. She's mad. She's super pissed, so I'm kind of excited mm-hmm. to see what she does now. Because she doesn't have this gun, so anything she does, obviously, is going to be up close and personal with the mm-hmm. katana. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think uh, what's her name? Uh, um, Rosita has the right idea. Go find these damn zombies that got killed that were with weapons. had guns and stuff and figure out where those weapons are okay so those were the saviors that got killed is that what you said yeah. yes okay yes, the ones at the railroad tracks okay yeah the ones that killed that, denise yeah that abraham killed yeah so that was pretty cool that was smart i thought that was actually a pretty cool scene in that he was thinking about that or that she was thinking about that 
going back there and figuring out where they are because she wasn't even looking for the for the motorcycle. She was just looking for those zombies. Well, do you think Michonne and Rosita are pissed enough that they'll actually... Do, do you think they're pissed enough that they're actually going to follow through on, like, their threats? Okay, cause, because Rosita finds the bullet, right? And she goes up she, to, yeah. to Eugene and is like, make, make me, me some bullets. Well, Rosita is a second-tier character. Um, mm-hmm. I could see her making a move. At some point, maybe not making it out of that move. Uh, she I think was Michonne's... a second tier character. I'm wondering. She's moving no, up. I the think ranks, she though. still is somewhat, though. Um, you know, she's still at the, you know, like an Abraham or somebody like that. No. I, well. you know, I don't think, I don't think, I think Michonne's going to bide her time. Mm-hmm. I think Rosita's a little bit more volatile. She's a bit half cocked. Yeah. Yeah. I think. But um... she wants the silver bullet. But the fact that she finds that bullet and asks Eugene to make her more bullets proves mm-hmm. that she's being resourceful. And she's well, thinking I think ahead. it just proves that she was pissed. Yeah, I think she's pissed, <laughs> but she's... Right. She's know, like, she's, oh, I've had enough of this. I'm not doing this anymore. Well, I, I, that was actually kind of an exciting moment, though, like a uh, turning moment when she says mm-hmm. that, you know... Especially since so she had to go to, go to Eugene for it because yeah. she'd been ripping on Eugene the whole episode. Well, didn't he... Did he ever make them bullets before? I mean, he, he no. had, they had gone to that one, uh, like, smithing yeah. place. Let me add, right. How did but, they know that? Unless he must have told them about it. Well, he he said that he could make bullets, I think, when they were right, there. Right, but he but only he told, told Abraham. Abraham. Right, 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 right. But Abraham talked to Rosita, you know. Yeah, he must yeah, have. Love talking the bed. Yeah, you know. Oh, wait. Hey, I know Eugene how to make bullets. How to make bullets. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't say it. He'd mm-hmm. have a little bit more eloquent thing. Bitch nuts for them bullets. Yeah, it would be involving like a bull and nuts or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bull nuts. But bull nuts. no, that has not that has not been discussed with the whole group. No. Okay. The bullet thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, on that note, um, are you guys ready to take a break? I think a break's in order. Folks, we will be back in a moment. We're going to take a little break. Hit and miss. Back from the break, and Kim, I bet we're going to go to our favorite, favorite part of the show. What is it, Kim? Hit or miss. Ah, wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Kim, why don't you start with your big hit of the show? Okay, my big hit of this show is just the feeling that I get whenever Negan is on screen. And by that, I mean that... They've carried over that nervousness and that tension completely over four four episodes now from the season premiere. I still have that trepidation and I'm scared. I don't know what he's going to do. He's like a ticking time bomb. And I'm really excited that they're able to, to continue with that um, momentum. That's a good one. And, you know, I actually felt like that was, I think, like I said at the start of the show, I felt like that was brought back for him. Mm -hmm. Because I think in the cell, everything was focused more on Dwight. 
and you didn't get that same feeling from Negan. Negan was still kind of, you know, he's still, you know, there. He was a presence, but he wasn't as powerful as he was in that first episode. You're never going to match how awful well, he was in that not. first episode. Of course not. No, right. but in the cell, I was still, like, I still had butterflies in my stomach whenever he was around. I was still kind of on edge. Like, what's he going to do? What's he going to say? What's going to happen? Well, maybe maybe it was because he was in, what, the sanctuary is what they call it? Yeah. Uh, their, their place. That maybe that's why I wasn't feeling like there was he was that evil because when he's that then he's in Alexandria, he's in our people's place. He's so. really he's really strutting at that point. Yeah, yeah. I'm just really excited that they're able to to maintain that that energy His of Megan. Yeah, and I I hope really hope that Jeffrey Dean Morgan can carry this through the entire season, but like with the governor after a while it just became like fuck you governor. Like, mm-hmm. you're going down. But with Negan, it's like, oh, my God, what's he going to do? I still hope. I, I still want to see what Negan's like when he's not strutting. Yeah, I do, too. And yeah. now that, and, you know, after you said that last week, I was I started thinking about that more and more. And I totally agree with you. Like, I would like to see the real true Negan. Mm-hmm. And I think knowing more about his backstory would help us know that. But I kind of like that they're keeping that in the dark. Mm-hmm. Because I so want far. them to, right. I want them to keep that energy and that persona, that charismatic person, for a little bit longer. So you think like when they leave Alexandria, and Negan's like goes to Dwight and he's like, "You think Rick likes me?" <laughs> Was I him holding so. the bat a little bit too much? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was I? Over Did I the take top? it too far? Yeah. I really <laughs> hurt my back when I was leaning Rick. backwards so far. That's right. <laughs> I threw out my belly. <laughs> He's pretty much setting it up for someone to kick him right in the nuts, though. Mm-hmm. Honestly, he's leaving it out there. <laughs> he's leaving it out there. <laughs> All right. So, Stu, what's your hit? Uh, my hit was, as you pointed out, Father Gabriel. Hmm. Oh, when good. he popped up behind Negan and Negan's like, holy shit. You are, <laughs> <laughs> you are a creepy man. Yeah, he was like, you are creepy as shit. Because it was like a very intense moment when he was talking about Maggie. <laughs> and he was, he was so delightful too. <laughs> it's like, he's like, well, would you like to go pay your respects? He's like, holy shit. Where did you come from? <laughs> and that, that was he was, and he was quick on his feet. He yeah. was thinking. He was planning. He was. Yeah, and but, yeah, to to come up with the fact that you know he's like you know Maggie's dead. You want to go pay your respects? And he was and, pretty creepy with that smile. He was yes, creepy. He's he like was. that smile and that. He, was very, he had that Jim Jones smile going on there. <laughs> that was probably my, the best. Uh, I agree. Scene I agree. of the episode because uh-huh. again it was completely unexpected and and hilarious. Uh-huh. So I like I like the funny. Uh-huh. You like the there funny. wasn't much funny in this one. No, there wasn't. <laughs> That's my hit. All right. Uh, my hit happened early on when um, when Negan made Rick carry his bat, carry oh. Lucille. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like the ultimate degradation. The instrument mm-hmm. that had killed two of his friends and he made him carry it around for him. Mm-hmm. He was his caddy. He made Rick his caddy. Yeah, did you see the way that Rick looked at the tip of Lucille? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When he put it in his hand, he's like, fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was... It's pretty intense. Well, mm-hmm. and he says to Michonne too when he goes and, and uh, confronts her when she gets back. Oh, he right. said he he made me carry it. Mm-hmm. That's all he said. Right. Like he personified it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I thought that was the that was my big cruelty hit. Yeah. Was uh, carrying around Lucille. 
So well, Kim, I know we must have had a miss. Did we have my, a miss? My miss was the fact that this was an extended episode. I don't mm-hmm. understand why they had to extend it. It's not like anything major happened. It wasn't a mid-season finale or anything like that. There were a shit ton of commercials for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, so if you added all that up, it really wasn't an extended it episode. Came out to like, it came out to like 15 minutes of commercials. It was ridiculous. And so Are you kidding me? I just don't understand what the point of all that was. Maybe they're just digging the knife in a little bit more. It was the first hour was dealing with with ne- Negan and Rick pretty much. I mean it was. I mean it was. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I didn't complain. I, I mean, with all that being said, I don't know what they could have cut out because it was pretty good stuff. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe some commercials. Maybe they could have cut out some commercials. Yes. It just made me feel yes, like they were. Um, they could have. They could have benefiting off of us. Well, I was gonna say they could have cut out my miss. Oh, what is that? Spencer. Oh, God. Mm. Douchebag. Mm. They should have just killed him. Yeah, but you, don't you think they? we need to have a douchebag? We no, do. We, we have do. plenty of douchebags. Look at all the saviors. <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, no, I'm talking a, about a douchebag in their midst. A good douchebag. He's, he's already proven himself good to be dead. So mm-hmm. that's why, I'm, why I say that there must be some major thing that he's going to really screw him over on. Oh, yeah. He's going to betray him somehow. He's going to betray like, the whole community. Like, what's his name that um, almost killed Glenn at the dumpster? What was that guy? Uh-huh. I forget his name. Uh, Nicholas? Yeah. Nicholas, yep. Um, I keep thinking Michael Trainer. That's his the, the actor. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb, though. I'm going to stretch it out a little bit and speculate. Go out on a rope like Spencer? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking... Maybe Spencer is the one that's going to screw it up for Rosita. You know, Rosita's going to be getting all gung ho, and and uh, Spencer well, maybe uh, gives her up. Gotcha. Yeah. So he can get his bottle of liquor and his sandwich back, mm-hmm. whatever he had. And his can, bean, can of beans, can of corn, bean of cans, pop fly. That's yeah. Uh, that's a good. It's a good thought. He he could be. I mean, they're setting it up between the two of them. Right. That's so much that confrontation between those two. That uh, and Rosita's definitely got a hard on to kill um, our boy Negan. So, mm-hmm. so maybe Spencer's going to give her up. That's a good point. Yeah, she's. I mean, like you said, she's secondary character. I, I mean, I, I agree with you, especially when you put it in in comparison with Abraham. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's an easy kill off if they have to kill anybody off uh, right. right now. Right. Uh, but God. Yeah, so I'm going to hate Spencer even more. And that poor guy mm-hmm. at these cons is going to have no fans. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you look at, who'd you say, Michael uh, Trainer? Yeah. Uh, well, now at least people go talk to him. During the episodes when he was being... Oh. when mm-hmm. Oh, oh when we went to the Walker Stalker... Last year? The, yeah, mm-hmm. when they... <laughs> when it was questionable whether Glenn was going to be alive or not, no one would right. go near that poor guy. Right. Except no. the one thing that the one thing that kept floating around, and you were hearing from everybody saying, "But he's such a nice guy." Yeah, yeah. right. So right, people right. would go and, and talk he was to being, him. It, people know. walk up to him. Mm-hmm. He's like shaking their hands, like, "Hey, how's it going?" And, but now he's right. got huge lines. Yeah, he does. He has a lot of people mm-hmm. going to talk the to him. Fans are mm-hmm. back. Yep. Right. But the thing with Spencer, though, with um, I don't think he'll ever have huge lines. 
Well, with with Austin Nichols, I don't know if he <laughs> Spencer Hater. I don't remember if he's got a big fan base yet at Walker Soccer. I've never paid attention. <laughs> he's been, he's actually been in it the past two seasons a lot, and no, he does not have much of a fan base. Well, yeah, you guys were on the floor more than I was. No. He's really not that you know. He's not that dynamic of a character. No, he with. just I mean, keeps screwing stuff up all the time. Yeah, he's very vanilla. He's a little wuss. Um, yeah. 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 Spencer, you knock the tower down. You're trying to escape and people are. You don't know how to repel. Yeah. I mean, come on. You suck, man. You're stealing. No, he did. But he did do some good shooting, though, from the tower, right? Didn't he take out the truck that was trying to ram the walls? Yeah, I guess. I guess if that was. I'm trying to give him something. I know, but then because of that, the tower fell down and then, like, like, all the uh, walkers got in. So. But it wasn't his fault. It's all his fault. I know. I'm throwing him a bone. Come I know. On. I know you're. I want people in this line. What's your miss, Scott? Uh, my miss. My miss was the crudeness of Negan's comments to Rick. Really? Uh, yeah, That's the whole Negan thing is. about I'm sticking sticking my dick down your throat and you're saying <laughs> thank you. Um, I'm sorry. You didn't I like mean, that? Come on. That was that I, was crude for you. <laughs> you know. I just think it's they're really pushing the limits of what should be allowed uh-huh. right now on TV. And they did it with the whole first episode and now they're doing it with the language and so forth and uh I'm not a prude or anything but uh I don't know. Yeah, they couldn't I even didn't... say it on the Talking Dead last night because they don't have the same rating or whatever. Well, I think one of the things with Negan and I think one question that a lot of people had uh coming from the comic books that I saw a lot of people discuss was how far they're going to be able to take Negan because he says a hell of a lot worse stuff in the comic. Is that correct? Oh yeah. So there, the, the question was, well, how do you portray Negan if he's not able to talk like he does? Cause right. he says fuck like every five words or yep. probably less right. than that. Right. I, but I think they're still doing it. I mean, I, yeah. I didn't need to have that to think that he was cruel as shit. Well, or that he was a smart ass. No, but he definitely drove, it drove it home. For, I think. Well, I mean, they've, they've got two different versions of the DVD, too. The Blu-ray, which I think we talked about last time. They're going to have a fuck version, and then they're going to have the clean-up version. Really? Wow, how, yeah. how nice is that? Oh. Okay, They'd, well, I know what I'm getting Scott for Christmas. He, <laughs> he, he actually <laughs> talked about that on uh, during his panel at Walker Stalker that Jason Kabasi um, moderated. Mm-hmm. And he said that... They always did two takes of each of the scenes. And so there was the the fuck version mm. that they're going to have on Blu-ray. And then there's the cleaned up version for AMC. So that's, there's that's great. two so, different. So what you're actually uh, disturbed by, Scott, is the cleaned up version. Yes. Yeah, so just wait. <laughs> You'll get your knickers in a bunch if you see the other one. Well, I mean, that comment, oh, yeah, him, him saying fuck I don't all care the time about that. that. That's not something that's on broadcast on TV. Yeah. You know. I don't know. I'm I'm old fashioned compared to you guys, I guess. I uh yeah. I guess, it bugged me a little bit. I mean, yeah, it didn't really bother me. I don't know why. I didn't yeah. even think about it. I'm sure it. I'm in the minority on that. Maybe not. Write in and tell us, guys. Were you bothered by that? Well, there's some people that don't want to watch the show that much anymore. Is Scott of it. an old Pris? Right. Old Creed. Yes. Yeah. Hey, where's my walker? Yeah, get ah. off my lawn. 
Get off my lawn, kids. <laughs> that's my hose. Oh, there's got to be a better way to put that. Oh, um, that's my hose. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Put your pants back on. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my pants? <laughs> All right, we do have some listener feedback about this episode. Um, Lady KR, who actually has written into us a lot, said, I hated their visit, which she's talking about the Savior's visit to Alexandria, uh, but loved the episode. You can feel the tension building, an amazing cast, and awesome season seven so far, which I think off air last time uh, Jason and I were talking about, he said that every episode so far has been awesome in this season, and I agree. I agree, too. David Valentine said, for once I agree with Rick, you have to buy your time. Numbers are not in your favor. Alliances in and outside the saviors must be made. And I think, well, I can't say that, but I agree. Okay. <laughs> okay. You just okay. hit her, her own mute button. I did. No spoilers. Look at that. Very good. Nice. Uh, James Sweeney said, I'm loving this arc. Negan is the villain we've been waiting for. Uh, the first threat that feels legit, like they won't be able to overcome this. Could be. He's definitely the uh, biggest threat they've run into, as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. Much worse than the governor. Mm-hmm. Um, Misty Rain said, hit hard emotionally when Michonne saw the mattresses burning. Can't believe he, Negan, uh, wanted to take Maggie. What a douchebag move. Yeah, that was... Mm-hmm. that. That was like that was disgusting. That actually disturbed me. The dick part did not disturb me. That disturbed me. Yeah, when he okay. when because at first I didn't know what he was talking about, and then he went in description of like you know mm-hmm. after they mm-hmm. lose their man, you know, and yeah. they're soulless or they're Ugh. they're soulless or whatever. Yeah, they're empty. Right. That's disgusting for they're a little empty. bit, as he said. Oh, that was awful. That Us was women do mm-hmm. not need Negan to fill mm-hmm. our hearts. Sorry. No, we we got Trump anyway. All right. Jamie Loves Outlander said, hopefully he, as in Negan, doesn't find Maggie at the hilltop. Agreed. Because that would be scary sad. Uh, Wendy King on Facebook said, after the election, bullying is not sitting well with me. I still love the show, but it is unsettling at the moment. And you know what? I would agree with that. I think that's a very good point. I think it's kind of coincidental that all of this happened during the election time. And, you know, a lot of people are disappointed about the outcome and it is what it is. But I think that that is a very good point that um, a lot of people who are afraid of what happened with the election are kind of seeing this play out on screen. Not yeah, saying but it, anything. But it is, you know. but it is all coincidental. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this was made months and months and months before this election ever came about. Right. So I totally get it. I understand. Yeah. It's just, it's, yep. it's a controlling character that, right. you know, people are, are kind of envisioning that way. A lot like, a lot like Kim. Yes. yes. A lot like, yeah, Kim and Scott. Stuart does exactly what I want him to do. You want me to read this? Yes. Do okay. it. <laughs> do it now. Okay. Brandon Mitchell <laughs> said uh, a decent episode, but it didn't need to be an hour and a half. Oh, wait. Scott mm-hmm. said that too. Mm-hmm. No, that was Brandon mm-hmm. Mitchell. I expected to see different people. Who? Yeah. Who did you want to see? Well, he was thinking if it's going to be that long, maybe we're going to splice in a little bit of some of the other communities. Yeah. What we're going to see next week. Maybe. You know, they're chopping it up a lot with the communities, which I kind of like. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, moving around a bit. Well, it's kind of easy that way. And then, I mean, you, 
it, you know, it's it's dangerous. They would start getting like soap opera feel if they start like jumping around everywhere. So they're right. just kind of dealing with sections. And I think in the past we've been kind of annoyed by it. Well, we want to see what else is going on. But uh, this way, this season, it's it's working. Yeah, like, I'm not... I mean, I don't mind having if they have an episode where they're kind of going between the two communities a little bit. Yeah. You know, seeing what's going on in Hilltop and seeing what's going on in Alexandria on the same episode. You know, they tend and to... And maybe we will. They tend to do that, like, after... Like, the second part of the season. Yeah. After mm-hmm. the mid-season break. Right. So, right. I mean, I think right now they're trying to set the scene and establish each group. And then next season, or next half of the season, they'll jump between. Yeah. It's gotcha. much more segmented. Mm-hmm. Segregated now. I think that is a wonderful observation. So, Kim, shut it. Do we have any news? We do. Not very much news, but we have a little bit. On this week's The Talking Dead, Andrew Lincoln said that he did know about the Judith revelation long before this season started. And he said, It blew my mind. I think that was a brilliant way of explaining what Rick was enduring and capable of enduring. So, again, I think that that leads to the point where. You know he he's come to the realization that um, there there's crappy things in this world and you have to accept them and move on and do what you need to do to survive. Like I said, and before. don't think about them. Right, right. Josh McDermott has started a weekly blog with Entertainment Weekly where he talks about that week's episode. And this week he said that the moment that Rick reveals that Judith is not his daughter made him cry that sweet that is sweet and he said he cried when he read the script and he cried even harder when he watched the episode because it is kind of shocking i mean we've kind of all known this that Mm -hmm. i didn't find it shocking okay well i i didn't either kim the only shocking part of it was kim was like oh my god i thought it was shocking i didn't think we'd ever hear that revelation yeah my problem with it i guess was because i wasn't understanding the relevance to the situation so i was kind of like okay why is that thrown in there it felt like it was forced in there but i mean i i i i'm i'm backing off on that because what you were saying i i, I see where the relevance was so i mean it wasn't like i went <gasps> no, I, <laughs> not like no, me that didn't happen no. i did that yes she did yeah um the last little bit is that you guys all know i love neil degrasse tyson astrophysicist he's Mm -hmm. amazing Mm -hmm. he's got his own podcast called star talk radio and he did an episode this past friday all about zombies and the walking dead culture and he interviewed robert kirkman and also interviewed um, a medical doctor and um named dr steve schlossman schlossman (laughs) 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 and he also interviewed Jeffrey Mance, an, <laughs> an anthropologist who's taught a course um, concerning zombies before at George Mason University. And so they all talked about the science behind zombies and how they how they related to pop culture, basically, concerning mm-hmm. The Walking Dead. And it's funny that you had just said the soap opera thing, because when he was talking to Robert Kirkman about the whole Walking Dead culture... Robert Kirkman said, well, he was asking him, like, like, what makes The Walking Dead so different from other zombie shows or movies that are out there? And he said, Robert Kirkman said, well, I kind of made it, I thought of it as a soap opera. Nowhere do you see a zombie coming at you 
And yet in the next scene, somebody's kissing somebody. Mm-hmm. And so there's like that mm-hmm. family dynamic and that drama that is mm-hmm. that is centered around this whole zombie apocalypse from The mm-hmm. Walking Dead. So that was really cool. But th- the nerd in me, the scientist in me, was really excited, first of all, because they talked about um, how the the zombie virus relates to the rabies virus and their similarities and and their differences and also how the medical science behind zombies and and what actually happens to the brain and and that sort of thing and then also like the the cultural part of zombies and about how zom- the term zombies was introduced from Africa and that sort of thing. So if you're into science and you're into all the nerdy stuff, check out star talk radio podcast for this week because it's absolutely fascinating all right um kim on you know when you're speaking about uh degrassi tyson um did you watch last night the first episode of mars no on the Mm -hmm. national geographic channel no we don't get that channel oh man Mm -mm. what a great series it's really cool it's um it's about a mission to mars the first man mission to mars yeah and they intersperse a movie of going to Mars with interviews and so forth of scientists talking about what the what would be involved with getting there and what it would be like and so forth like that. So it kind of bounces back from today to 2033 cool. when we actually send a mo- uh, module to Mars. Uh, fascinating show. That really would be good. awesome. Who does that? Is that a um, it's National Tom Geographic. Hanks? But is Tom Hanks involved in that one? Not that I know of. Because he did of. the Moon series. Right. Which was yeah. fantastic. Well, y- your buddy Neil is one of the contributors to this. He's oh, he is? He's one of the scientists that they interview uh, and so forth in this thing. Um, anyway, if, a... if any of our listeners out there want to watch something really interesting about a mission to Mars, check it out. It's going to be every Monday night. Neil deGrasse Tyson is a super fascinating person who's mm-hmm. able to make science more relatable to the common person. And he makes it funny, and he makes it exciting, mm-hmm. and I love him, love him. So, yeah. well, he's okay. he's charismatic, and he has a genuine love of science, right? So it's it's right. easy. He's inspirational. To, yeah. Is he like the Negan of science? He might be the Negan mm. of science. <laughs> no. no. He has a beaker mm. that's wrapped in barbed wire. That. <laughs> no. No, no. No, I'm gonna step on that one. So. Next week on The Walking Dead, Season 7, Episode 5, Go-Getters. Members of our group go to the hilltop. Woohoo! Um, go get Now, it. is it members of our group or is it n- members of, of uh, Negan's group go to the hilltop? Because it seemed like that's what I saw in the previews. I know. We see, what is that that crazy dude with the mustache and the gray? Prep that's like his number one guy. Yeah. Skip, Skippy. His name's Skippy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we see We're him gonna go like Skippy charging for now. forward, running or something. Right. Right. Sounds yeah, like I don't think Negan's converging. showing up up there, but but he sent his number one guy to go scope out the situation, it seems like. They're collecting. So that's maybe why he may see Maggie, but it won't matter because Negan is the one who was looking for Maggie, not this guy. Hmm. But he could go back and report that Maggie was there. If, if he, he knows who she is. Yeah. You know, he may not even If he recognizes who she actually is. Did right. we see Rick or any of those guys at Hilltop? Not that I saw. I, didn't I just so. saw um, what's his name the uh, the guy who's the leader. Yeah, the pitching saviors. and moaning about Rick. Oh, I think Gregory. Um, yeah, Gregory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
So anyway, that's the next uh, the next episode. Excellent. All right. Any other comments about this episode? That would be no. Nope. Okay. I think we covered it. Cool. Oh, hey, one one thing. Did you like Pinata Zombie? Pinata. Who was the Pinata Zombie? Pinata Zombie, the one that um, um, Rosita put into the end of the log. <laughs> oh, did you see when they did the like freeze frame of that, and you could see the folds of his skin kind of bunching up on his forehead? Right, right. That was awesome. That yeah. was super awesome. Didn't we have another zombie where their face got cut in half again? Oh yeah, yeah, that was Michonne, the one that she couldn't shoot. Yeah. Oh right. And then she in the cut field. his head in half. Right. Love that. Anyway, they, that was my they, only. They obviously piece. love that too to have two and two episodes in a row. With <laughs> I <them>. know. <laughs> exactly. This one was not as good as the last one, where you could actually see the nasal cavity and the eyeballs and all that stuff. That was, yeah. that was King. That was the Kingdom actually. That was the one right before. Yeah, that yeah. that was okay. really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Floppy face. Yeah. Face, Floppy face. Face floppers. Floppa. <laughs> it was really, really funny. <laughs> it was a floppa. All right. Well, I guess we're going to wrap it up. So thank you to all of you for listening to the Fear Me podcast. You can download our episodes from any place that you download your favorite podcast from. That you, you just downloaded from. Yes. Actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can also find us on Twitter at Fear Me Pod, on Facebook at Facebook slash Fear Me Podcast, and on the web at fearmepodcast.com. And if you would like to email us, you can reach us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week to review episode five of season seven of The Walking Dead. That's right. Thanks for listening. Oh, and if you do download us from iTunes, please go leave us a review if you can. Mm hmm. Yeah, the reviews are important. They uh, they get us more exposure and so forth. So we'd love to hear back from you. And we also learn from the reviews. We've had a couple of reviews that made us kind of evaluate how we're doing things. Yes. And uh, so please, please review us and let us know if we're, if we're doing wonderful or if we're doing shit. <laughs> we are <laughs> horrible. Or if we need to shut this shit down. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good night. We're on easy street. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Bye. We're on easy street.